Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are, uh, End Times Friday, uh, heading, heading toward the end of August, and uh, lots and less stuff going on in this world, uh, as you can imagine. Um, it's, uh, it's really something. Uh, just to give an update of a few things of, um, first of all, the, uh, you know, the economy, uh, there's actually a statement now that it's officially in a recession. Uh, oh, have they said that now? Uh, okay. Well, it depends on who says it. <laughs> I was going to say uh, the, gov- the government the is it. They, they don't want right? to admit that. Um, but again, it's all related to uh, statistics and mm-hmm. uh, what's happening and what is going to happen. And uh, companies are already uh, laying off people, big companies like Walmart, um, um, Target, other other companies are laying off people because they get ahead of it generally. Mm-hmm. And know that okay, it's going to shrink, and their volume's going to shrink, revenue's going to shrink. So we got to save expenses. So they, uh, because of their modeling, they can they can actually predict things better now. And since they're predicting the recession to go a certain way, it means less revenue. That means I got to cut my expenses. Well, then let's get ahead of it, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And now, interesting enough, and this is where the the whole economic uh, structure is. Uh, it's called it, it. It multiplies up and down. Uh, and that is when you start to shrink, it actually accelerates the shrinking because now people don't have the money to spend and they spend less. Um, right. And then the economy contracts and other people then get affected, you know, restaurants, services, purchases, et cetera. Um, and there's less volume for them and then they got to shrink, you know. So it's, it's a kind of a, it's called a self-fulfilling economic prophecy. So that's happening in inflation at the same time. Inflation's um, accelerating, and people are struggling with things like um, gas and food and and uh, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So there's a real contraction uh, at the middle level. And I was I was just uh, uh, listening actually to a uh, interview of a of a lady who was talking about you know she and her friends have stopped doing variety of things because they can't afford the gas to go those distances that they used to go. So they're doing things now at more close at home and they're not going out as much. Right. Uh, which, yeah, it's which interesting. Is, I, I read, I was just reading the other day too about, um, interestingly enough, Walmart was one of the places, but the difference is what they've seen in this last quarter, you know, Walmart is actually increasing its sales because higher income people during times of, of inflation and recession tend to 
steer away from big ticket items and then they start buying more at the Walmarts and stuff and things like Applebee's. Applebee's is doing well as a restaurant. It actually increased and grew, whereas some of your nicer restaurants that people like to go to, now people are going back to spending at more what's considered a value restaurant. And so I think across the board, you're seeing a change in patterns of what people are doing in response to the economy. Yep, yep. Uh, and then on an international basis, uh, a couple of interesting things are happening. Um, first of all, uh, Israel uh, was uh, bombarded with uh, rockets uh, mm. from the um, Gaza Strip, um, and their Iron Dome basically handled them all. Um, and there were like hundreds and hundreds. And because of, uh, and, and everybody to understand how they set up the Iron Dome, um, is think of a, uh, we're all familiar with video games that right. you, you have a joystick and if you have something, you can shoot it, you know, with that joystick. Well, they literally <laughs> uh, brought in, uh, now, by the way, in Israel, uh, everybody, including men and women, both over 18, all have to go into the uh, military mm-hmm. for a, f- a couple of years at least. Uh, so they're young. Uh, and they're talented in terms of having learned how to play video games. Mm-hmm. So they, they recruited kids who were exceptional at it. And the way that they do the Iron Dome is just a gigantic video game. Uh, literally, the screens are out there. They're, they're in a room. I don't know if you ever saw the... Did you ever see the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick? I, uh, eh, if I did, I don't remember. It. <laughs> um, it's where, you know, where the machine took over and... and uh, they were gonna. He was gonna create, but because he's playing a game, he was the the machine was gonna create war. Uh, so they're in this room with all these big video screens, and that's what it's like. They have these gigantic video screens uh, at various places, and these kids are operating really with joysticks. And uh, when a missile comes up, uh, they calculate the system because remember it's 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 connected to radar, mm-hmm. so I can now see it. It's launched. It's up in the air. Uh, the system evaluates, is this going to hit a populated area or a wilderness area? Right. If and they only intercept ones that are going to a populated area, correct? That's right. Correct? So the wilderness ones, they just let go and hit because it doesn't really harm anything other than, you know, the local uh, trees and stuff. But um, if it's going to hit populated, then it alerts the, the kid, shoot it down, <laughs> down. Right, right. And they shoot it down. <laughs> Um, and they're like 99.9% effective at it, you know. And uh, so, but they had a barrage of them um, that were literally hundreds and hundreds of them that were attacked. And so <laughs> Israel, you know, uh, because remember, they're protecting themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what they do, not only do they make sure they don't get harmed, but they go after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go after with military uh, jets and their own missiles, and, and they don't go after populated areas, they go after the military bases and the supply places. Right. And they did. And they went after them, and so the, uh, and this is Hamas in uh, southern Israel and northern Egypt, uh, and Hezbollah, they, uh, they said, okay, how about a ceasefire? <laughs> uh, and they have another ceasefire, but it was a test. Good. It was mm-hmm. a test of is Israel still capable of doing this, and the answer is yeah, you know, and uh, uh, and so 
this whole thing, and, the, and they remember in the, in the process where their government has collapsed and they have to form up a new government. So that's being readied right now to go back and vote. Right. And it'll be interesting. How long will it take till that comes into being? Well, the vote probably they, the vote will probably be in the next 30 days or so. Okay. Uh, and and then we'll so see. So this is probably when they expected this to be a weak spot that they yes. could potentially right. attack. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because there wasn't supposedly the same people in charge, and so. Right. But the system works anyway. So uh, they'll be they'll go into a vote. Uh, they won't get a majority, mm-hmm. and they'll have to do this coalition again. And we'll see. You know, if they can form a government, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but God is certainly protecting them. And then, uh, as we know, Russia is involved with Ukraine. Uh, still fighting that war. Um, and then China is actually uh, demonstrating uh, their technology by kind of showing their might of what they can do. And they're doing exercises to demonstrate that technology. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so when the, what's, what's happened is we've seen now that Russia's technology and capability is actually pretty fair and to weak, but China is superior to us. Mm. Uh, so remember Gog and Magog formed together, and that's why China and Russia are coming together economically. And then I believe it's Russia saying, I need to link with you. And remember, Gog and Magog is the ones that came come against Israel. Right. And Russia has realized they are not as strong as they thought they were. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so they pretend to be, but they're not. You know. So mm-hmm. uh, really, really interesting stuff uh, that we're learning about uh, the dynamics of the world. And as we, again, think about, and we'll talk more about uh, the movement toward one world government uh, and what that looks like, which is, you know, what we've described as the beast um, and how that works. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, we're in, uh, we've talked about Daniel and he talked about the four beasts. Uh, three were these, uh, after him were these uh, countries Mm-hmm. Uh, or national uh, governments that took over. And so it was Persia, then it was Greece, then it was Rome. Um, and they basically ran the world through their, through their one world government uh, as, best, as best they could. Um, and then he said the fourth beast is different than that one. Mm-hmm. And he implied, because he said, what about, what, what's that all about? Um, why is that one different and what does that mean? And he was told because this is at the end and it's completely different than you're seeing because it's not a national government, it's something else and it's got 10 horns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's 10 heads that form this one world government uh, called the beast. Uh, and out of that beast, uh, there is a uh, says a uh, one that wasn't one of the part ten, but was was part of the part of the group, steps in and takes over three of them, um, and and basically moves them out of the way, and so now he's joined the ten as basically number seven, uh, and then he goes from seven to five to three to two to one, and he becomes the antichrist, mm-hmm. um, and then the beast then is translated into into the one world government with Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, all forming this unholy trinity to operate under the world to try to, you know, again, thwart uh, God's will on earth and to take over the world. That's, that's their goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's an interesting process. So we've talked about Daniel's, and we started into um, Revelation 
that describes it again. So let's go to Revelation 13, uh, 1 through 10. 1 through 10? Sure. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb of, of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Okay. So um, remember, uh, the whole book of Revelation is, is written by John and his mm-hmm. instruction when he, when he is on the island of Patmos and he's taking up into the spiritual dimension is write down what you see. Right. So he's observing this. Uh, okay, so uh, when he's now talking about the beast, um, in verse 1, he says, uh, I, the beast that I see has seven heads and ten horns. So, so when does he see the beast? It's when the Antichrist has already made his move. Uh, mm. Because Daniel said, there's, remember he describes, there's ten heads, ten heads right? and one who's not one of those ten mm-hmm. steps up. He's there, so he would be right behind it. And we, we might even know if, if people research ultimately when that happens, uh, well, who's all part of that group? Well, it's these ten and these next people, next people. He's one of the next people. Um, okay. But by this time, uh, John says... That that Antichrist is in place, mm-hmm. and he's already there. The ten are still there, so the so whatever structure it is, which I believe is more of a corporate structure than it is a governmental structure. So it's not nations. I think it's more corporate uh, in entity, uh, and so he hasn't. It implies he hasn't uh, done by force or had them fired or terminated. It's just that they accepted a lesser place mm-hmm. amongst amongst the group, and now he's in charge of those three. Um, and so there's still ten, and he's one of the ten now, uh, the seventh. He said, you know, it's very powerful, uh, fast, powerful, able to do it. And then they worship. This is interesting. Uh, they worship the dragon. Who's the dragon? Sa- oh, Satan. The Satan. Satan. Yeah. Uh, they worship the beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they have been, and then uh, uh, you know they're understanding that. So um, now, by definition, would anybody purposely, and maybe some do, I guess they're Satan worshipers, but uh, 
the average person in the world would they would they knowingly worship Satan? I would think not. Not. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be because it would be. It would still be perceived as wicked and mm-hmm. evil. Uh, but remember, by this time, and that we talked about this in Isaiah, that good has become evil, and evil has become good, so that evil is now considered good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they worship the dragon and they're worshiping the beast, they're in their view of it. I'm talking about the average uh, person in the world. Their view of it is what. This that is they're good. actually worshiping good. They it's, think good. it's good. So yeah. okay. So now, we know Satan is is kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he's a manipulator. We know he's deceptive, and he's wicked to the core. But in this case, to the to the person in the world, he appears as what an angel of light. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't appear to be. Uh, let's say um, oppressive or it doesn't appear to be wait a second that Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right to me it doesn't feel good to me Um, whatever happens it feels good so he's extremely Mm. deceptive to set up this this moment where he solves the world's problem of the Mm -hmm. economic collapse uh, and then I'm going to offer you what you would consider good and by the way and this is important for the average person to consider anything good, it has to be good for who? Good for them. For me. <laughs> <laughs> so I evaluate it because I benefit from this. So it looks beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they're unknowingly worshiping the dragon because the beast is promoting this new system. And at this time, it's, it's you're worshiping the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Isn't that fantastic? Yes, you who are leading the system, you know, isn't that great? And by, uh, and, and see, John sees, really, even though they don't understand it, they're worshiping Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they're, they're following him because, and it's really simple. Do you remember when uh, Peter, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, claimed Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, you know, hey, fantastic, upon this church, I'm going to build your uh, built on your faith, I'm going to build the church. Uh, he says, you know, uh, I'm going to go to my death. And Peter says, I'll never let that happen to you. And Jesus said, get behind me what? Get behind me, Satan. With Satan, because see, he had flipped from following God to following mm-hmm. self and not following God. Right. So that when John says they're worshiping the beast, because why? They're not worshiping who? God. God. Interesting enough, the only people worshiping God at this point is who? The remnant. Mm-hmm. Everybody else thinks the system is God. Uh, they're God, mm. anyway. And it's good. And they see it as good. So um, he says, then the uh, Antichrist uh, starts stepping up and starts to come against the saints and uh, starts to persecute them. So during mm-hmm. that first three and a half years, Again, this this is would be a indicator as to be careful, not to be absolute that you think the rapture is pre-trip, because right. he's persecuting. There's an indication here that he's, he's persecuting, persecuting somebody, Christians. So, yeah. By definition, there's Christians here. Right. Um, you know, people can say, well, yeah, they come to know Christ afterwards, uh, but it doesn't say that, and it doesn't right. it doesn't appear that many come to know Christ afterwards. 
uh, when the tribulation comes. So um, uh, then he uh, uh, now begins to describe even further, okay, what's going to happen about this system and about this beast. So read verses uh, now 11 in chapter 13, 11 through 18. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one that has the mark of the, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has an understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man his number is 666 okay so everybody knows about the 666 <laughs> the name mm -hmm. um okay so uh and and we got to back up a minute is that um uh, it says that um um back in in verse four who is like the beast who is able to make war with him uh, and he was given a mouth to speak against the, uh, the believers. Mm -hmm. So um, when it first sets up, uh, that remember it's the beast with 10 heads and the 10 heads have you know, now gone to seven and the Antichrist is now one of those 10. Okay. And he starts to, uh, and we'll see this later, but he goes you know, in through the process of of being now becoming synonymous with with the system or the beast. Okay. So now it's in the form of that person. He's representing the authority of, of that, and he's basically now leading it all. Doesn't mean those ten are gone. It just means mm -hmm. they're, they're, they've let him be the guy. Um, okay. And he's, he's so at this point, the way you're explaining it, just making sure I'm understanding this correctly, is the where before we were saying the beast is really the system and the Antichrist is separate. He's raising up at this point that really becomes one and the same. Correct. Because he is raising up to lead the system and then that becomes synonymous, the beast and the Antichrist. That's right. Um, okay. And so now it's him because he then he, and then and then John says, OK, it's him. And then another beast, another person, mm -hmm. uh, steps up, and he said he's got uh, two horns like a lamb, uh, and speaks like a dragon. Uh, okay, um, we know something about this, and and John, remember, has used this symbol mm -hmm. throughout Revelation. Who's the lamb? Well, Did the he, lamb would be Jesus. Jesus. Uh, so, so uh, see, John knew uh, the sacrifice, uh, the person of Jesus is the lamb mm -hmm. that is to be worshipped and to ultimately have all the power. And it's the lamb. He said, well, here is a guy that looks like a lamb. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so by definition, he is identified as what? A Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm supporting. So this becomes the false prophet. The false prophet. I'm the okay. I'm the false. And the false prophet would be someone who claims to be of God, mm-hmm. looks like he's of God, claims to be a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, but by the way, he will have also uh, uh, broadened out to uh, uh, be universal, because there will mm-hmm. be more, there will be more than way just Christians, and we know that today, that. Um, uh, actually, the Christians are becoming more and more in the minority, and the true believers are becoming even more of a minority. Mm-hmm. So that anybody who steps up at this point is going to be appealed to on a, on a worldwide basis, but anybody that's religious will be a follower and say, well, that guy uh, says that it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what he does. Um, and so he... Uh, uh, he's like the lamb, so it looks like he's he's a religious good person, but speaks like the dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if he's actually of the dragon, what is he doing? Deception. Lying and deceiving. Lying, yes. lying and deceiving, uh, and he's um, you know processing that it's all good, but John sees it for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the dragon. Um, it's the false prophet. Um, and he says that um, he has authority coming from the, dra- from the dragon. So there is supernatural stuff being able to go on. Um, and it looks like, um, remember we, we saw before that his, he was wounded and looked like he died. Mm-hmm. But it was now healed and he's back. Basically, as you think about it, the simplicity of everybody would say he died and now he's alive, what would they say? He's been resurrected. Right. Okay, what are they doing? Uh, Which gives a, credence to him as yeah. as the Christ slash the as, Antichrist because exactly. he is false. And yes. that um, uh, when you look at it again, what is he doing? He's what we call co-opting mm-hmm. what the truth is of God. He's, he's looking like it, though mm-hmm. he's not it. So what is he right. doing? I'm raising my son the same way that Christ was. Now, he, he, it doesn't really happen, but it appears that it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's healed, and he was dead, now he's alive, trying to persuade the world that this is really the God that we, mm-hmm. need, to be, we need to be worshiping, you know, and look at that. Um, and then he says he deceives uh, uh, everybody uh, with the signs in the sight of the beast that um, uh, and tells everybody to do what? Worship the mm-hmm. image of the beast. So this is interesting. Um, and remember, God said this right at the very beginning to Moses. Don't ever do what? Make an image. Worship of an image, yeah. <laughs> never, never, never even attempt mm-hmm. to make an image of me because I'm not confined to something that you could dream up, uh, come in and come and learn who I am, because I'm uh, omnipresent, uh, omniscient, and I, omnipotent, and I care about you and can lead and guide you and speak to you. Uh, so don't place me into what you would consider to be an image. Don't ever do that, right? Because uh, you can't. Well, in this case, the false thing, because he said, well, let's make an actual image of the beast, and now guess what? Everybody in the world, we want to do what? 
worship that, worship that, that image yeah. and get them used to worshiping that image hmm. because uh, it's more than just a system now. Mm-hmm. And th- think of how clever this is. Starts out being the system and then it turns into the person and that person turns into what? The idol to be mm-hmm. worshiped and become thought of as not just another human, but a, but a God. Mm. And by the way, everybody accepts that as being what? Good. Right. Um, so the, the key is how do we handle all that? And we'll get into that you know, next time because we, and it starts to allude to this. He said, hey, by the way, um, everybody's gonna have a mark. Right, Who's and gonna, you're gonna have a choice to make here. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll talk next time about, uh, John says it's on the forehead or on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about that because uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, remember what John's observing and what is that. And we know that the mark is um, 666. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something about that mark that we need to understand. And what is that mark and how do we respond to the mark? And what does that mean to us? You know, So we'll, we'll get into that next time because we, he set it up with... Now the the Antichrist is all in place to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. And by the way, guess what? Everybody who's not of God, because he said, if you don't worship it, what's going to happen to you? You get killed. Right. Uh, well, that's uh, going to be problematic. <laughs> so um, uh, we'll see what that lo- that looks like. It doesn't mean universally. It just means that there'll, there'll be believers who, who are of the remnant that are going to be killed because they're not willing to worship the beast. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, of course, that frightens everybody. Uh, right. That, well, gosh, I don't want to have that happen to me, and how am I going to handle that? And probably I'm in a cave, and uh, isn't that going to be awful? And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that next time. So we'll pick it up. Uh, lots to talk about about this beast yeah, and, and the Antichrist and the mark of the beast and, you know, how to get into the depth of that uh, that we need to be ready for, and God, that's why God showed it to us. So we'll pick this up next time and uh, and try to deal with it. Sounds great. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom and thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions about this, be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com and we will bring them on the podcast and discuss them. Yep. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. Yep. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.